Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we are children of you, that you have called us by name, that you have chosen us. Before we were even born, you have chosen us. And so, Father, we thank you that as we come and we gather this morning, Lord, we are here to hear your voice, Lord, that my words are just a mere utterance, Father, but, Lord, that I am the vessel for you. And I pray, Lord, that as I speak this morning, Lord, that you will use me, that your voice will be heard this morning, that your word will be declared this morning in this place. We thank you, Father. We thank you for who you are and what you're doing in our lives, Father God. And just as was prayed this before, that there's nothing that we can do, but as we surrender ourselves to you, Father, you do the work, because we are willing, and we will say yes, 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 and amen. So thank you for bringing us into faith this morning, bringing us into a deeper relationship with you this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, precious Father. You are so good to us. Thanks, musicians. I really appreciate you singing that song this morning, Jay. I, um, yeah, thank you. You did so well. <laughs> well done. Precious presence, hey, when we just sit or stand or kneel before him, isn't it? Just to come before him and worship. That song um, has been going around and around in my head this week. Um, I am a child of God, God, and it's um, very much in alignment with my message this morning. And um, I love that the words, no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. It's a real declaration, isn't it? It's a, real, it's a promise for us to take hold of. Um, from my mother's womb, you have chosen me. You know, to get a real understanding of that despite of how we were born or how we were conceived or whatever happened prior to or even after, we were chosen by him. And, yeah, that you have called me by name. Through your love, you have called me by name. So precious. So thank you, Jay, for doing that song. That was awesome. So this morning, I have the very privilege of speaking with you and sharing what the Lord has put on my heart. And I've got two props, so let me just get them out of the bag. Because... You know, you have to have props to to help you out. In fact, I might just have to get Shirley to hold my mic for a second. I have this very little, unfortunately little. I wanted a big real one, but, you know, Joe, I didn't have time to come and get one of your sheep. <laughs> Um, little lamb, it's Lily's little lamb, and everywhere Lily went, the lamb would sure to go, and she did actually, that's why she's not um, as white as she originally was, because Lily used to uh, lead her around on a little lead, like a dog, I think she really wanted a dog at that point, so this is our lamb this morning, let's just pop him here, this is my sheep, and this, my friends, is a hailer, or a megaphone, And this is about the voice, okay? So my sheep hear my voice. Can you hear me out there this morning? Can you hear me? Are you hearing me loud and clear? Yeah? This is the voice. (laughs) And you will follow me wherever I go. (laughs) 
like every husband. Yes. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. <laughs> so the title of my message this morning is My Sheep Hear My Voice. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I had a dream, and um, in that dream, uh, a person rang me, and I didn't know who it was. I didn't have um, caller ID on my phone. And um, so I didn't know who the person was, but as soon as I heard the lady's voice, um, I knew immediately who it was. And there was such a joy and excitement within me because it was um, a long-lost friend and I hadn't talked to her for a while. And it was a beautiful conversation that flowed, life-giving and just, you know, really neat conversation. And I was... um, uh, it was really, it was about the voice that I heard and she heard mine and, you know, we continued the conversation. Um, and then as I was waking, I very clearly heard these words come to my mind, my sheep hear my voice. And I was reminded my, by my dream that in my dream I didn't know the person, but I knew the voice. And I thought, am I that sheep? Do I hear your voice, Lord? Hmm, interesting question. It's like, um, you know, you might have a friend that has a very distinctive laugh. And I have a wonderful friend. She's a very precious soul. But you know what? When we listen to the messages after the Sunday message, I know that my friend Kirsten was there. Because she has this most delightful laugh. And it fills you with so much joy. (laughs) And it's distinctive because I know her voice. I know her laugh. It's beautiful. Let's turn to John 10.27. This slide will come up behind me. So this is the, the um, main scripture this morning. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Hmm. My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. Um, as part of my job, I have the privilege of um, taking a little girl from Plymouthton School where I'm working as a teacher aide, to um, the Riding for Disabled in um, Patanui. They've just recently moved there. They used to be at the Kinaparu Hospital grounds there, and they've just recently moved out to Battle Hill. And um, I really enjoy this, this part of, um, of the day. It's on a Friday. And we um, head out there in the car, and we have our morning tea along the way, and we have a chat about the horses, and we have a chat about what has been happening in her week. And um, then we get out to, to Battle Hill and I help her put her stirrups on and away she goes. And um, on this particular Friday, we were heading out in the car and she was just taking a little bit longer to get ready. You know, sometimes children don't do things in your time. <laughs> um, and I was like, gosh, we really need to get there on time. You know, there's, um, the instructors are waiting. There's a certain um, time frame that they are there and they're all volunteers. So I really didn't want to let them down. And I was kind of trying to hurry her along without hurrying her along, if you know what I mean. And um, we got in the car and we were just slightly late. But, you know, that's a car. I thought, yeah, well, easy drive through all the way. Um, not many cars on the road on a, you know, 10 o'clock on a Friday morning. And um, we headed, headed out there and um, there was a lady on the side of the road and she was flagging down the traffic. And I thought, oh gosh, there's been an accident. I wonder what's happened. I hope no one's hurt. And I wound down my window and um, the lady said, there's some sheep uh, coming from one paddock to another. Um, they need to be moved, and so um, can you just drive extra slow? Because, you know, obviously they're, they're coming along the road. Can you just be aware of that? And I'm like, yep, no, that's totally fine. Um, and so we, we, you know, sort of went 20 k's down the road, <coughs> excuse me, and um, the, there was no sheep. 
And the little girl and I were like, well, where, where are the sheep? I thought they'd be here by now. And meanwhile, I'm thinking, flip, the time's you know, carrying on. We're going to be later than what I first anticipated. And um, anyway, we carried along 20 k's down the road, and then all of a sudden, all these sheep came at us. And um, so I stopped the car, and uh, as the sheep came, they didn't just come straight at us. One sheep sort of drifted off over here, up the hill. The other went down to a, um, a neighbour's property down there. They kind of just really did their own thing. They were sort of just doing their own thing. Um, and the little girl and I were laughing because, you know, one of them looked like we was going over the neighbour's property to get the better grass. And this one was going over here and just, you know, doing, you know, wandering around really. And then the shepherd arrived, the farmer. He blew his whistle. He called the sheep. He called his dog. And immediately, they came into alignment. It was like watching that movie, you know, where all the sheep sort of together, like a V-formation. It was incredible. Right before my eyes, these sheep came together, they came to the side of the road, and we could carry on. And um, the the sheep came together because they knew the shepherd's voice. They knew the shepherd's whistle, and they obviously knew the back of the dog as well. It's probably going to bring them into alignment a little bit more, right? (laughs) But the shepherd was making sure that the flock and the sheep were um, safe and their safety was assured, right? Yeah, it was just incredible. You know, the physical outworking of that scripture, my sheep hear my voice and they know them, I know them and they follow me, was happening right in front of me. Very cool. Another example would be um, about hearing the voice and knowing the voice is from a parent and child relationship. So you could be at a park, let's say Avalon Park. Nagy and I went there just recently with our children and there are hundreds of children there because it's a really big park. So you kind of want to know whether your kids are and every so often Nagy was like, right, there's one, yep, okay, uh-huh. yep, we got, you've spotted, yeah, okay, we got them all, it's all good, we can relax, we can chat. And so it's like being at a park and hearing all the screams of laughter from other children, but the minute you hear your child's voice cry in agony or cry in pain, you know, I've got to get there. I've got to ensure their safety. I've got to make sure where they are, what they're doing, and um, you immediately react, don't you? Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. So you ensure their safety because you know their voice. It's likewise when a parent um, calls a child that is a few feet away at the playground and says, Sally, it's time to go. And they come obediently (laughs) right beside you and say, yes, (laughs) mummy, awaiting their next instruction. (laughs) Oh, maybe not. (laughs) Maybe that's just in our Simnor family. And you say, why didn't you come? Lily, why didn't you come when I was calling you? And she'll say, oh, but I didn't hear you. I'm like, really? Very selective. Uh-huh, yeah. I have another big person in my house that sometimes has selective hearing. <laughs> but we won't go there this morning, Gregory, will we? No. No, no. <laughs> Back on track. So, who are the sheep? We know that we are, right? It's, it's the, um, Jesus' analogy and, and you know, the parables and things, how he told a story that we are his sheep. Do we know the shepherd? 
Do we know the shepherd? We say we do, but do we actually know him? Can we recognize his voice? Mm. It's an interesting um, thought about voices, right? Because there are different tones that we use for different circumstances. So the tonation of a voice tells us something, doesn't it? You know, a restful tone from the Father is a be still and know that you are loved, that you are a child of mine. I will care for you. I will comfort you. And like um, our daughters sometimes have bad dreams, and so they'll come in and see us, and there's an empathy there, and there's a comfort there, and we, we, we caress them, and we cuddle them, and we embrace them. So there's a real uh, a beautiful loving tone, isn't there? But then there is the urgent tone, isn't there? The urgent tone which says in his word, wake up, you sleepy head. It's time to arise. Get up, out of your slumber, start moving. Yeah, it's like I used to be an early childhood teacher and at the centre I had to use that urgent tone quite a number of times when dealing with toddlers. Okay, so, you know, you have a toddlers and they're all about me, all about, you know, egocentric me and I want and I want and it's mine and I don't care that you had that block. I will have it and I will take it by force and bang, you're on the head because it's mine. And so many, many times in that, in that period, I had to say, stop, with a very urgent tone and sometimes, you know, having to um, help the child who had been hurt or what have you, whatever ensued and then direct them into something else. So there is an urgency and there has been an urgency from the Father for us as his people here. Isn't there? The, the prophecy of the battleship, we've had that prophecy twice now. Have we heard the Father's cry? Have we heard the Father's voice? Have we heard it as urgent or just, oh yeah, that sounds good. Carry on with my life. I'll do my own thing. But I'm hearing a voice. Are you? Because when you hear your voice, you're actually activated into doing something, aren't you? In a different way. Yeah. When I say stop and I yell at a child to stop from running across the the road, you know, they're activated to stop in case they're hurt badly. So do we follow his voice? We can know the shepherd. We can recognize his voice. But do we follow his voice? There are many, many different voices that speak to us every day, isn't there? Loud and clear. What and who are we listening to? The different vo- differing voices um, all speak very differently, don't they? And have different tones to them. There's the, the, the voice of self. So my self-talk, I can say to myself, oh, it's okay, I'll just have a look over here. I'll just do this. It's all good. Meanwhile, leads down a wrong path. Or this, the talk of self which says I'm a loser and I'm a no-good hope person, there is nothing, I am belittled and I can't achieve anything. There's the voice of others, which, you know, sometimes the voice of others can be good and encouraging, absolutely, but sometimes they can be totally leading us astray if it's not in alignment to the Father's voice. There's also the voice of the devil, which we know in the word speaks of the fiery darts of the enemy, which try and attack our mind. Now, if we're not in the word of God, 
those darts turn into real thoughts and those thoughts turn into real ideas and those ideas are actually outworked in our lives. Are we aware of that? It's a pretty overwhelming thing. Um, And I just think that the loudest voice wins, doesn't it? The one that we give our attention to the most, that's the one that wins. My sheep hear my voice. So how do we hear? Hmm. For me personally, one of the ways that the Lord speaks to me is through dreams, like I shared in the beginning, a dream. Um, It might be about a specific person or event, uh, or it could be um, something that just prompts me to pray for the person or contact them or encourage them. Um, Yeah. Or it could be just that I, um, you know, just give them a text and see how they're they're going. A number of years ago, I had a dream about a um, a young lady, and I didn't actually know her that well at the time. Um, But in my dream, uh, she had died in a car crash. And um, it was one of those dreams that woke me with a start. And I felt the emotion in in the dream. I don't know if you have those, but it was very real. And it woke me with a start, and I immediately just started to pray for her safety. It wasn't a really long prayer, but I prayed for her safety and um, asked the Lord to just protect her. And later on that same week, I um, found out that she had been in a car crash, um, and her car had been completely written off. It was totaled, but she had walked away unharmed. And it was quite a defining moment for me, and I didn't even say anything to this girl because I didn't really know her that well, but it was a defining moment for me that I realised that it was um, the Lord's way of speaking to me and for me to be alert to that, to listen and hear that and then um, if there were other dreams or what have you that I would activate something, you know, pray for, go and see, whatever it was Um, and uh, and from that point on I've been able to do that Um, and it's been a a beautiful thing. You know, obviously sometimes you have a dream and it's nothing and you just have to put that aside but it's those, you know when those dreams are from him. Um, So I'd encourage if anyone does have dreams and um, you're trying to discern whether they're from the Lord or not, just seek him on it and he will clearly, clearly um, give you, you know, a, a sign whether it is or not. Um, sometimes I might dream about a scripture, and I love those dreams. Like I might be reading a scripture or sharing a scripture with a friend in my dream, and um, I'll wake up and I'll look look up that scripture, and it's just like eating his word again. It is just such a beautiful thing, um, and I wish I could have those ones more. But you know, you don't determine what you're going to dream about, do you? <laughs> But that's a, a cool thing because you're eating his word while you're resting, while you're sleeping. It's, it's so precious. So I just recently came upon this quote. Rochelle, if you could just pop that up. Let's have a little read. Isn't that interesting? Listen and spot silent are spelt with the same letters. Have a wee think. So I often think that we are listening, but at the same time, actually waiting to speak and get our thoughts, needs, and requests across, and thus we neglect to be silent and simply listen to the voice of our shepherd. Because he says to us to be still and know that he is God. It was a part of that song, wasn't it? 
be still. And I would add, be still and be silent. Um, my, my place of, of prayer in the morning is to go upstairs and we look out over Patanui and it's such a restful view. You can't not be in rest and in peace when you look out at the beautiful inlet. And he just reminded me again this morning of just be still and don't say a thing. Just enjoy the beauty. Enjoy me, Danielle. Enjoy being with me. Be still. Be silent. As the word says, we need to be quick to hear and slow to speak, right? Instead of being quick to speak and slow to hear. As I've heard said, we have two ears and one mouth, which tells me that we need to ooh, speak less and listen more, right? Hmm. <laughs> Let's look at John 10, 3 and 4. It's a very similar scripture to what we've just read, but it, it um, identifies some more aspects to it. So verse 3, to him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. I love that. He calls his own sheep by name, just like in that song. He knows us and leads them out. Verse 4, when he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them. And the sheep follow him because they know his voice. So do we, as his sheep, know our shepherd Jesus like this? He knows us. He loves us. That's never been in question. But do we really know him? That when he speaks... We hear his voice and fall into line, just like those sheep did in Battle Hill, and do as he says. Are we willing to lay everything down to follow our shepherd? Now we can say, yes, absolutely, yep, mm -hmm. yep, I do all that. I listen, I follow, I obey, I'm laying my life down. We can always almost use it like a catchphrase, yep, I'm doing it. But actually, the outworking of it is, is, you know, it's tricky at times, isn't it? It's a, it's a place of, of discipline, like Greg has shared before, discipline to desire, to, you know, just be in love with him, to want to lay it all before him. So what keeps us from hearing his voice? I think many, many things do, to be honest. Um, but I just want to look at two specific points this morning. And I think the first one is a lack of personal relationship, that intimacy, truly knowing our Father, our Shepherd. I want to look at a passage in the, in the Word from First Samuel. So if we can just turn there, I'd like to read the whole passage from uh, chapter 3, 1 to 10. So mine is entitled, The Prophetic Call to Samuel. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord before Eli, and word from the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were infrequent. It happened at that time as Eli was lying down in his place. Now his eyesight had begun to grow dim, and he could not see well. And the lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was, 
that the Lord called Samuel and he said, here I am. Then he ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. But he answered, I did not call my son, lie down again. Verse 7, this is a key scripture, I believe. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor had the word of the Lord yet been revealed to him. Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor had the word of God, the Lord yet been revealed to him. I found that very interesting, that he did not yet know the Lord, yet he was actually living in the temple. He was sleeping right by the Ark of the Covenant, and yet he did not know the Lord, because the word of God had not been yet revealed to him. He was listening, um, and he was listening in the um, ears of the physical, right? He could hear Eli. He thought it was Eli, didn't he? But it was God. He couldn't hear through the um, ears of the Spirit. And I think, you know, it's, it's a little bit like us. We can come and gather week after week and listen to these amazing life-giving messages, but if we don't, don't have that relationship with the Father, how are we going to hear his voice? If we don't know him, we're not going to know his voice, are we? And the word of God is not going to be revealed to us because there's not a knowing. Let's carry on to verse 8. So the Lord called Samuel again for the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli discerned that the Lord was calling the boy. And Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Then the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. What an amazing passage of Scripture, right? Samuel heard a voice but he didn't recognize it as the voice of the Lord because he didn't know who God was, as we said before. He needed to be trained to hear and truly listen to the voice of the Lord through Eli. And Eli helped him in this, didn't he? He helped him in this process. Hey, it's the Lord that's speaking to you. He discerned it was the Lord that was speaking. Go and say this, Samuel. Go and say, here I am. Your servant is listening. The more the word is revealed to us, the more you are able to hear the word. Do we want to hear the word this morning? Another aspect of um, what keeps us from hearing his voice, I believe, is a lack of being in his living word. We all know that we need to pray and we need to live from his word and we actually need to be reading his word and meditating on it, not just the words on the page, but digging into the scriptures, into the mysteries of God that are hidden for us to uncover and discover. Recently, I've been challenged about the time I spend on Facebook. So where do we start the day? This might be relevant to some of you. Do we start the day on Facebook 
or in the Facebook. Because Facebook is the word. A-I-R-S. Is the word. Let me tell you about me. Let me show you my selfies. But Facebook, here's the word. H-E-A-R-S. If, however, we are willing to hear. Are we actually willing to hear? Because we know that faith comes from hearing, Romans 10. Faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Amen. In Hebrews 4, verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and active, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Whew, it's heavy, right? Faith book, the living word of God, judges the thoughts and intentions of my heart. Ouch, I'm not quite sure that Facebook does the same. You might agree. Now, there are some good things on Facebook, don't get me wrong. I, I like to connect with um, friends and um, you know, family overseas, and, and actually there's some amazing Christian um, good quality stuff out there as well. But what I'm saying is where do we start our day? Where do we put our time in? What are we doing with our hearing? So what are we hearing God has been speaking very, very clearly for quite some time here in this house through his living word, through the prophecy booklet, uh, through Greg's book, and with message after message, week after week, there's been layer upon layer of such rich treasures and um, rich uh, mysteries that we have uncovered together as a family. But if we've just come and just heard the man, and I've just heard Chris, and not recognised it as a word from God through Chris, then we're just simply hearing from the physical, aren't we? We're not hearing the voice of God that wants to impart and declare and bring truth and wisdom and freedom into our lives. It's a completely different way of hearing, isn't it? What I've been hearing for quite some time now, over and over again, because we need to hear it over and over again, sometimes like dumb sheep, we need to be told to get into line, don't we? That my own personal transformation is the key to abundant life. Now that sounds great, doesn't it? Woohoo, my personal transformation is the key to abundant life. Now, again, that could just be a pithy statement. But it actually requires an all-of-me attitude and all of my surrender to all of his ways, not a half-hearted approach. This is a no-compromise message. This is a all-of-me, a dying to myself, which means my own desires, my own dreams, my own will, and bringing it under submission to the Father because it's through that um, step of obedience that he brings us into the ultimate freedom and abundant life. Hmm. It's discipline. Yeah. 
My sheep hear my voice. And what do they do? I know them. They know me. And they follow me. I would encourage us to be a people that hear his voice. Not just only hear though. Know him. Truly know the shepherd. And follow in his ways. And my prayer for us today and it has been for the last um, couple of weeks while I've been preparing this, is that we would be people that are wanting to hear his voice, that we no longer want to sit in apathy, that we no longer want to just be hearing the, the voice of, well, I love you, my son, and well done, and pat on my back, but the urgent cry of the Father, which is telling us to come, to enter in, to dig into the treasures, to come to prayer, on Wednesday, I love how it's been called Kingdom Prayer. It's about the kingdom. It's about you guys. It's about him bringing glory to the Father. It's also about the um, the coming and gathering together. You know, the pre-service prayer on a Sunday morning at half past nine is such a precious time to come and gather together and to come before him. We pray for, for you guys. We pray for his will to be done in the service. We pray for us to hear with our spiritual ears open, alert, and listening. So I would encourage you that if you're in that place where you're not really hearing or you're not really knowing, it's okay. It's okay. We all need to start somewhere, don't we? But the first part of that is to acknowledge where we're at, isn't it? And then come before him. That may mean laying some things down. It may simply mean repenting before him. It may mean just saying, yes, Lord, I'm ready to actually hear your voice. I'm ready to actually follow your ways. Because this is a no compromise message. He's calling us to more. He's calling us to deeper. He's calling us to a greater sense of intimacy with him. And time is running out, isn't it? So let's be the pillar of hope for people in this lost world. And it starts today. It starts this very moment of saying yes and amen. I believe in your promises and I want to live for you. And I want to walk in your ways. And I want to follow you with all of my heart. So if you'd like some prayer this morning, I'd love to pray with you. I know some other people would as well. And we can join together and just ask the Father to reveal more of his heart to you. Because his desire is that. His desire is for all of us to come into more of him. There is so much more in him. And I'm only just scratched the surface this morning. But he is for us. And his love is abundant. But his cry of urgency is even more abundant. Yeah? Thanks for listening. <laughs>